So, most importantly, we need to start with, we heard so much about Justin's subway the rest of the whole night. (laughs) (laughs) He just kept whining about how it was burning his mouth, it was hurting, that he... He decapitated it to continue being able to eat it. Right. I tried to take away all the, uh, the vinegar portion. <laughs> he didn't request the vinegar either. I did not. As they we know kn- in the last podcast. <laughs> so There's a lot of Subway talk from Justin. The, behind the curtain, you know. <laughs> oh. Some things. Tom Krosik. Yo. Here. You're here. Yes, I am here. No song. Nobody get too excited. I don't song today. No song today. Um... Today was official. I have the least amount of notes of ever that yeah. I've ever had ever. Yeah, definitely. Same. In the history of note taking, I took notes a lot for the first one, but I was kind of enthralled for the second one, so I just kind of figured I'd take mental notes. Yeah. Um, you guys got anything before we dive right in? Okay, sit there in silence. The That's keys cool. are in the car. The, so the first thing I wrote is okay. "fuck you, Tom," because my goal. <laughs> My goal here, you made a comment during Dungeon Master, like, well, you know, like good movies or something. So I was like, let me show you what I think are a couple of good movies. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin, maybe start us off with a synopsis for Blue Ruin. Uh, a An event ruins a man's life. and It is f- blue. <laughs> he feels revenge is the best way to get that life back, maybe, or get something back. I don't think he tries it's to get his life back at all because the totally whole he, justice. He like go, he goes in knowing like he's gonna get caught, and well, he even said like he planned on dying. Yeah, so I don't think he's trying to get anything back. I think it's just a revenge story. It's like John Wick, but if it were slow, like Drive, but not as good as either of those movies. And his parents instead of a dog. Yeah, I don't know what John Wick is. Somebody you kills his dog oh. and it's mad. I've never seen it either. I, I, no, I know Wick it's a movie. Amazing. I know it's I a movie. I just heard somebody killed his dog and he got mad. Spoilers. I mean, so, it happens in the first five minutes, but still. Spoilers. It's memes are everywhere. I'm not the one. Okay. I'm, so all I know, I it's been spoiled for me. I've never seen the movie and I know that much. So. Okay. Speaking of spoilers, I have a grudge with you, Tom Krosek. I have. He's got a grudge. Why? Hold on. Why? Why on this show do we constantly refer to him as both of his names? I don't know, know, Russell Hall. In ninth grade band class. This is going back. Before class, we were. (laughs) He's been sitting on this for a while. Holy shit. I can't can't take too much responsibility for ninth grade, okay? We. It was before class. We were like getting instruments together, warming up, whatever. And you ruined the sixth sense. Did I? You totally ruined the sixth sense for everyone around you, which was pretty much just me. Like, you were talking to another person, and I was behind you because I was the percussion idiot. But, yeah, you were very... I actually, In band I think class? I might have been talking to you. <laughs> you. I think you were there. I don't remember now. this. Well, we would have been sitting next to each other, well, yeah. Tom and I would have. By ninth grade, I was still yeah. playing trombone, yeah. I think I think everyone in this room is involved in in Why? getting the sixth sense spoiled for me. But it's a terrible oh. movie. Like no, unless it, you watch it the first time, like it, everything about it. If well, you don't know, he never had it. He never had a first time. He never had a first time. Well, I apologize for that because I will be the first to admit that ninth grade Tom was way more of a douchebag than now Tom. 
Because I can't say I'm not a douchebag now. I can attest, <laughs> but maybe not to the degree you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a lot more fun when I wasn't involved in any way. <laughs> like now that I find out I might have been involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty sure it was a conversation between you two. Yeah. Uh, Way to go. Tom, overall thoughts on Blue Ruin? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, let me see here. I felt like uh, I enjoyed the way the sound was played. As a sound guy, uh, I liked that. I enjoy movies that use the environmental sounds to tell the story more than a cheesy soundtrack, like a full orchestra type of thing. It was mm-hmm. like a lot of times it seemed like if there was music, it was stuff that was being played on a car stereo or in the bar or and then it was muffled when doors shut if it was from somewhere else so that kind of thing i really like about a lot but some more like the sound design the sound design some of the sound effects were a little corny like the steel door for the steel door sound effect for the postcard rack yeah yeah, you two were slagging on that a lot. What was that? Because it's like it's like the Wilhelm scream. It's screen, one of those. Yeah. Wilhelm, it's I one of those know. iconic sound effects. It's and you always Star hear Wars it for movie. like opening like the big rusted shut steel door. And he was just he was just spinning like a postcard, a tiny like a tiny postcard rack, not even like a full size sit on the floor. It was on a counter, mm-hmm. and it was it got that that I don't know if epic is the right word. But it felt a lot more epic than a postcard rack. Yeah. Okay. Certainly embellished, at least. <laughs> Justin, your overall thoughts on Blue Ruin? Uh, I feel like I would have enjoyed this more, like, watching it alone. Like, as a... When Don't blame me. Was I chiming in making <laughs> dumbass comments? No, but when... Uh, or even watching it just with you. When Tom's here, I kind of ham it up a little more. And Sorry. this this wasn't this wasn't a ham it up kind of movie. It wasn't. Not at all. No. <laughs> no, it was honestly it was it was good. I liked it. I mean I really did overall like it. And I you know, uh I'm trying to see a lot of this stuff I can't read. Uh so I guess, should we start trying to go through the synopsis a little bit and see what we or not the synopsis, just walking through a little bit. The Wait. first note I have is what the fuck is that carnival game? So he sneaks in and steals yeah. tickets. Mm-hmm. They're basically playing like whack-a-mole, but then balls shoot out at what looks like a skee-ball thing. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. So in there's whack-a-mole skee-ball. So there's something, I don't know exactly like that, but so where you would hit it like the, with the whack-a-mole thing, and then they bounce up, and then it's like a mouth. You have to try to get as many balls as possible in the mouth. But it was like a skee-ball. There was like skee-ball with different scoring zones. I don't know. It was weird. That would be my guess is that you're trying to get it inside those skee-ball things by hitting it instead of rolling it is my guess like 10 balls flew out every time they hit it it was Mm -hmm. weird um yeah keep going because anything that i have is more like overview as opposed to individual things that i want to talk about should we talk about home alone yeah there was the home alone issue buzz is in this movie Mm -hmm. and then there was many maybe unintentional homages to home Home Alone. Okay, go, let's go through your list, Tom. Well, there was, you know, obviously there was the part where, you know, they're all coming to his sister's house and he's all holed up in there by himself. And he he's, he looks through the, the letter <laughs> slot yeah. and it's just totally Kevin McAllister's <laughs> look before he shoots the guy with the BB gun or whatever, you know, having traps set in the house. And then, then Buzz is in the movie of all things. With no tarantula, which was pretty. Yeah, I was really hoping he had a tarantula in his. 
Left the water running like the wet bandits. Yeah, the wet bandits. That was a joke that we made. <laughs> just a, he doesn't even try to make a joke. He just says, we made a joke. We made funny. a joke about a thing. It's too bad you weren't there. <laughs> we just saw Foster running with wet bandits. <laughs> We're funny. Um, this is you guys. This is your guys' party because I just okay, have okay, okay, things okay. at the end. Uh, These are great. Oh, picks the many. For us, apparently. This is this is <laughs> the the guy. You guys wanted to see a good movie, so I got don't you. Don't say good you movie. guys. <laughs> I didn't even I want say what movies. <laughs> Give me the pieces <laughs> of shit that you're like. This is awful. He's gonna hate this. Those are the ones I'm gonna love. That's kind of what I was looking forward to. Like I've been practicing. I've been watching Mystery Science Theater a bunch. <laughs> At one point, so I feel like we need to go through a little bit more. So, yeah, um, agreed. We open. We see. He uh, looks like low Ryan rent Dunn. Jake Gyllenhaal at this point. No, he, what? It's low rent Jake Gyllenhaal. Then he becomes Ryan Dunn. No, he started as Ryan Dunn, all bearded and hairy. Like right, but I, I think Ryan he Dunn. was low rent Jake Gyllenhaal, but bearded. When you first see him, okay, and then you see him full on, and it's like, no, that's more okay, Ryan no, Dunn. That's Ryan Dunn. And then he shaves and turns into uh, British Joe Latrio. Tree. Whatever his name Tr- is, Truglio, Joe Lo Truglio. That's how it's spelled. I got nothing for you guys. And then he turns into like as he gets more and more like, well, he loses blood. He starts looking more and more like Nathan Lane. A little bit, yeah. I could see the Nathan Lane. So, yeah, like he, if, he if, was four different actors in one movie. What's like, his name again? The guy, Macon Blair. Macon Blair. He looked like Nathan Lane, but if like if Nathan Pl- if Nathan Blaine had played the Tom Hanks role in Philadelphia. <laughs> So that's kind of what he looked like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I may be face blind, but I fucking nail those. <laughs> um, so he's, you see, you don't know what's going on. He's living by himself. He gets yeah. pulled away by the cop. Cop tells him, hey, getting this out. This guy's getting out. Yeah. Uh, obviously has some, some sort event of event has happened. Yep. He's got some sort of epiphany and he starts rolling out. And he hasn't said a word in the entire film so far. Yeah. Which. I love. Yeah, very like, little setup. I feel like I feel like you knew him really well almost, just like seeing him living mm-hmm. before you actually ever heard him say anything. Yeah. He's just reacting. And the filmmaking is so confident in in that it's just lets things sit and breathe and like it just sets it up and yeah. then you're just mm-hmm. with him. One of the things I noticed right off the bat that uh, was uh when he's in the very beginning, just kind of hanging out, sitting in the car, you notice a bunch of bullet holes in the on the front of mm-hmm. the driver's side, and it later goes on to say how the, his parents were in the car yeah. when they were killed. Mm-hmm. So it's like you find out, oh, he's driving the car mm-hmm. around, yeah. and it, it was just like it already told you what his issue was without saying it. You know what I mean? So you knew. Even psychologically, if you didn't notice that those were there, you're like something, something's gone on with this dude. Even just the first first few shots, where they're like running credits, and this guy's just kind of hanging out in his old beat up car, you can tell some kind of tragedy has put him here. This is the without e- words. At this all. this is the exact opposite of a Michael Bay movie when it's just like constant cutting yeah. to try to just overwhelm you and show you things. And that's just, for music videos. And. Uh, and I feel like it just allows it. It's just so confident and and, and uh, still. Have you seen Drive? Yeah. Okay. We talk about this like every episode. 
No, we don't. Every single episode. Yes, we do. How do? We, uh, how has Drive ever come up on this podcast before? Because you say anything, and then I say Maniac Cop, and then I say Nicholas Winding Refn's producing the remake of. Okay. Movie. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. And then we say, you know, Drive. You say, I yeah. don't know who Nicholas Winding Refn is, and I say Drive, and you say, okay, yeah, I know Drive. Go ahead. But in that time, did you ever say that you seen Drive? Yes. Mm. Cut to the tape. Mm. Hey, I saw Drive. Boom, there it was. Told you. <laughs> Proof. <laughs> Proof. It's very convincing. We <laughs> I'm glad he had the tape right there. <laughs> flies off the table. <laughs> did you say wrapped up? <laughs> okay, what are you comparing it to Drive? You... You, ate, uh, ate a minute ago, shrimp crackers. And you <laughs> ate two of them. Affected my ability to <laughs> say L's. They tasted like Cheetos with no fucking. No. My mouth still burned from that subway. <laughs> by we're the way, still talking about subway. It's still my mouth still burns. Still coated talking about subway. This burning. You should just start oil. a podcast about subway sandwiches. <laughs> I, think, I think the subway sandwich gave my mouth the clap. <laughs> Yes. There's a pill for that. He's so much more impassioned about Subway than any of the movies we've ever watched. <laughs> That's uh, not true. One more man, too. I was pretty passionate so about that. So you said uh, you made a, a jab a little bit ago, and you referenced that's like Drive, but not as good. Yeah. Expand upon that. Is that I mean, what you're I trying think, to say? I think Drive is like really fucking good. I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I wasn't really in the mood for it, mm-hmm. but I still appreciated it. And it's some I I might want to revisit it at some point, um, taking it a little more seriously. Yeah, I think this is definitely a, a a sit down and give your full attention to type of movie for sure. Yeah, not pause every three seconds, right? Because Tom's talking about World War Two again. <laughs> that we need it to happens. <laughs> So we need to. <laughs> Somebody, need to, st- you said something about the big three. What do you want? We need to let it him, goes. We need to let him rant. <laughs> Just pause it and let him. I need to let me rant. Or I think Justin's big three is KFC, Lee's, and Popeyes. <laughs> no, it's, it's the 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 Kentucky Hut. Kentucky Hut. <laughs> the, the Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Taco Bell and Pizza Hut all in one building. <laughs> and then the you end. get tacos, some mashed potatoes, yeah. and a slice of pie. He had an answer for it. <laughs> he was just ready. This is something he's thought He was of. quicker on that than when you were with your tape. <laughs> yeah. All by Yum Brands. <laughs> he's, he's got his Owned favorite. Owned by Pepsi, right? He's got his favorite uh, Not anymore. I think they oh. split off. Damn. Um, all, used to be Long John Silver's was a part of that. Yes. But then... Uh, they Hush were puppies. they were gonna they were gonna close it off and the uh, co-op of the owners got together and was like let's buy the company so now it's owned by a co-op of franchise owners. Hmm. How about that? <laughs> I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, took it. So <laughs> so uh, Macon Blair goes buys a gun. Steal. I'm sorry. Tries to buy a gun. Steals mm. a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He breaks, breaks the gun trying to, to do get it. The lock off. Yeah. There yes. was a. Because because of Obama, Obama's damn gun laws, so he ends I mean, up. That was more Brady Bill. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just making. Sense. So he ends up just. He tracks down the murder of his blaming parents. the wrong black president. Huh. Saxophone tracks down. <laughs> See, this is why we can't watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> he tracks down the murder of his parents, uh, mm-hmm. and successfully. By mur- tracks down, you mean him. stalks him from yeah. the prison where he's getting out. Mm-hmm. 
and then just follows him. Yes, that's exactly completely right. obviously. So that's something that I dis. This movie is guilty of that, but every movie is guilty of like I feel like it would be so obvious when you're being followed in every movie. Yeah, the following thing that was something I did have is that yeah, it even it just specifically in this movie he was like two car lengths behind the whole time. And right, and like, then they park in a parking lot, and he goes like. 100 feet past that parking lot and pulls over to the side of the road yeah like it's pretty obvious that he has been following them yeah, it, it's it's i i'm not disagreeing with that but like every movie it seems every like movie, they, yeah. they have a following thing it's bad yeah usually i mean there are some movies who are like no make sure you're like two cars behind and you know in the other lane or whatever so you're not looking like you're following people but they try to explain it but it's always still like mm. yeah it's it's rough so it's like yeah so people can just be going to the same place as i am and i'm like you're following me and i'm scared now when i make like three turns in a row and the same car behind me makes those same three turns they're like, gonna my kill body you. tenses up they're gonna kill you it's like fuck, okay what are you gonna do i'm driving home do i i'm not i'm not gonna go home i'm gonna drive past home and then drive somewhere else, and then turn around, and they're still following me, then I know they want to murder me. Oh, fuck, they just turned off while I was ranting in my head. We're good. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad nobody was here to see me panic about that. Whoa. Uh, about me taking over the show with my nonsense brain? <laughs> no, that's what you were saying to yourself, was I'm glad no one was here. <laughs> oh. Gotcha. After your sigh of relief. Anyway. He was uh, finishing your sentence for you. So... Remember two episodes ago where you said you pooped your pants three times? That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that embarrassed already. Huh? Diverting, <laughs> diverting attention. Remember, remember that one time? So I'm just trying to keep it on track here. So good luck. He <laughs> he successfully gets his revenge almost the, yeah. the very first act. Stabs the dude right in the side of the head. Right in the side of the head. Which kills is the him theme dead. of the night, by the way. The temple stab, left temple stab. Kills him dead. Mm -hmm. uh, a Dead kills him. Runs out Tries to stick the knife in the tire Actually successfully sticks the knife in the tire he, like, slits his Slice neck. his hands open Oh so, yeah the, Like slits his neck and then there's a struggle And then just <laughs> right in the side of the head Yes Yeah and then that one guy's knocking on the door all like Hey dude are you alright in there are you whacking off or whatever And then the guy just walks past that guy Covered in blood Apparently. no problems Yeah I don't have an answer for that <laughs> here, here, Here's the thing that I love Okay Playing footsie with me <laughs> under the table I thought that was the chair. <laughs> Throughout the entire film, he is not good at this. No, yeah. He is yeah. not good. He doesn't know guns. He breaks the gun. Mm -hmm. He cuts yeah. his hand. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really seem like he have a plan. He even said like at one point, like, I thought he was going to kill me first. He admits to he admits to the murder right after it happened. Yeah. yeah. With to the kid that was in the back of the limo. Um. You know, through throughout the time, he is—he's not good at this. This isn't his thing. He's not a superhero. Way too many movies, somebody gets put in that position, and like they instantly they just know. Yeah, like John Wick and his dog. Mm -hmm. Sorry, spoilers. I and they. <laughs> so he keeps saying spoilers. You haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I, so, I blame the memes. So they. Uh, too damn the, medic. The, I I do love that. Like it feels real. It feels genuine. Like. Something like that happened to right. any of us. I feel like we wouldn't be able to instantly turn into a Steven Seagal yeah. and just start killing people. I don't know. You and I look a little bit like Buzz. 
Yeah. But Buzz is from Kentucky. That's, you know, they know what they're doing down there when it yeah. comes to <laughs> Buzz stuff. So they end up, uh, so he goes He's to. from Kentucky. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just totally biffed Holy whatever shit. I was saying. <laughs> That's all that was. Weren't they from why. Virginia? Yeah, they're from. They were from Virginia, they're from Virginia, but they Virginia, they and then they he moved in... to Delaware. Yes, Benny wound up in Kentucky. Yes, yeah, they said... yeah. After the military, yep. was he in Kentucky? They because when with the part where the guy was in the trunk, yeah, they they were like, well, no, if nothing no, else, he said they yeah, were in Kentucky. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that they were in. Kentucky. That was a ruse. Yes, yeah. that's because Teddy looked at him as like, you ever been to Kentucky? No, I think they were in Virginia still. Yeah. They were relatively close because he drove right back to yeah their house, there so they were close. It, yeah, yeah. No, they were close. Mm. That was the thing. So Teddy, I really liked Teddy. Like, I wish we had more Teddy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teddy was kind of cool. It was, was it was pretty. He, he was he was like the most vibrant character. He was in the, the most film. normal guy. Definitely, you pooped on Macon Blair a little bit, and you said like he only had one. He well tone, the, in that movie and he does, but that's in the that character. Movie. That's the in character. That, movie. that doesn't that doesn't mean he's a bad actor. No, 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 no. I was just making a joke. But to be I fair, mean, you called him a bad actor. Yeah, I was making a joke. <laughs> But uh, that's the meanest joke I've ever heard. I'm sure You're there's meaner jokes. <laughs> let's bring Dude, let's bring I'm some so terminal diseases into these jokes. It was and then just we'll talk a about joke. Bad jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I think that. He but does, anyway, no. I think he does awesome, like because he's so subtle with everything, and he no. is. That's the character. Is he's he's almost. There dope. were several lines in that particular scene where he was just kind of doing the same thing over and over again, and maybe it was an editor's issue more than his acting. But it was a little, it was getting dry there in that like five minutes spot, which is why I said it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of the stuff like when he's just. Oh, he gets hurt. When he a gets lot hurt. of his acting is done without saying anything yes, exactly. in that movie. And, you know, like I totally was, you know, pretty impressed by it until that point. And I was like, wait, what's happening? Because now he's finally starting to talk and he's sounding every time he talks, he's got similar cadence and and it. It came off funny in the that point, but as the movie went on, I was like, okay, I'm starting to see this as a character. You understand him or yeah. whatever. But, I mean, there was a point where I feel like maybe I was overanalyzing just the editing or something. Something happened where it felt like there were just a few times in a row where he kind of used the same cadence and tone for okay. the, you know, maybe it was just the words he said in a row. Maybe. Same rhythm. I don't know. But, I mean, it just prompted me to make a very stupid just off the cuff joke about it but i mean overall and especially later on in the night you know i definitely feel like he was doing that on purpose oh yeah for sure so outside observer that was a really fun exchange you uh you russ who obviously really like the actor yeah definitely. and we're trying to be like hey you know maybe calm down a bit yes and watching tom try to completely backpedal from everything he'd said the entire night <laughs> no to be fair to tom he only made one comment yeah but yeah i mean it, it was to- and it was totally at least a and quarter it was sarcastic fu- it was fun to watch at least a quarter. What, what did you think about his performance throughout the movie because this is his show yeah it's it's completely understated That's- and uh i think mostly good like i really like the interaction with the with the kid and uh after he like uh stuck in the limo mm-hmm. he lets him out and he has the interaction with the kid i really like that um i think some of the interactions with buzz 
I mean, they they fell a little flat. I I think yeah, he was a little single tone, but yeah, overall I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, so he ends up going to Buzz for help after he had had an altercation. I keep calling him Buzz. It's Ben. <laughs> no, it's Buzz. Yeah, it's He's Buzz. Buzz. So he, he, uh, the car was registered to his sister, so he knew that's where they were going to be going. Mm-hmm. And this is another example where, like, he kind of was doing things right, but he's also doing it in, like, the home alone kind of way. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. really know what he's doing. Like, he scampered out and got uh, a gun and had a hold of a gun and... He cha- Did you see when he chased after the guy with the gun? The guy has a crossbow, and then he chased after him with a gun, and he even runs like a guy that, like, this is not mm-hmm. a guy that runs with a gun. Uh, well, uh, well but he what also a, got hit in the leg. One of the yet. things I thought that was, like, when he kicked in the, like, later in, he kicks in a door, mm-hmm. and he left the gun laying on the side of the door, kicks in the door, then picks up the gun. Mm-hmm. That, I felt, was a super, you know, a military thing is to hold the gun and kick the door. You know, people do that as when they're raiding the cops. Real raiding. people do. Right. So people it, that know it what they're showed doing. that he was and had no idea. Yeah, what he exactly. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Backing um, up what you're saying. Yeah. I, I love his performance, too, when he's hurt. Like, he cuts his hand. And then he, yeah. like, when he's driving around with the air, he has the mm-hmm. bolt. Yeah, which I would call an arrow. He called it an arrow, but it's stuck technically it's a crossbow bolt. Uh, and that leads to my favorite line when he decides to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. and he walks in all bloody <laughs> and looking really rough. And he said, "I had an accident on my leg. On like, my leg, I pooped like, my leg. <laughs> like not even from a just a, again that like feels like a real thing that someone would say is like they've yeah. lost so much blood they're about to pass out. He's just saying like, look at my leg." Yeah. That's all he's trying to do is get attention to his leg. Yep. Ouch. The uh, when he's pointy ow when, night night when he's with Buzz. This felt like it, it was a callback to a previous episode for you and I. He asked Buzz for a thing of water, <laughs> and I was like, a thing of water. <laughs> I said that as well. <laughs> That's funny. That I don't know what's called a bottle. Turns out, yeah. It turns out, not a, that thing. Fun fact: not, we, just, uh, we decided things. there needs to be like more like communal watering, like with a tin cup or a ladle. Yeah, it's like a bucket full of water. They're dipper. That is there's good. Not, there's not enough dipper use Mm-mm. anymore. No, we need to bring it back. Or For else, what? What's the constellation going to be? It's a bear. The or, big dipper and the little dipper. Yeah, it's a bear now. Well, Ursa Major and Ursa Minor is a different culture. They see them as bears. But it's only four of the seven stars, isn't it? I don't know, maybe. But I know that that's part of it. That's I that that there are cultures who see it as a bear, or at least something similar. But mm. different cultures see different constellations, so Yeah. I mean they're dots. They literally yeah. connect them. Yeah, I never got that really. Um, Not a Cassiopeia. It's just a W, but it's supposed to be a princess chained to a like a dungeon wall. My favorite constellation is Orion. I think that's the one that looks most. Well, yeah, because that's the one that looks the most like the thing it's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. That's literally what I just said. Oh hey I hey know. hey <laughs> blue ruin. Oh um, wait, what's that? <laughs> what are we talking about now? Uh, they, um, so he ends up killing Teddy, going back to their house. Final altercation with the rest of the family. Takes out the rest of the family, except for his half-brother. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a crazy little twist. That was another thing I liked about this is there were definitely plot swings that I didn't expect. Like, I didn't put it together that that kid would have been. No. Well, we haven't really explained that part of the synopsis. No, not at all. Yeah, parents and their I, involvement. You know why? Because I haven't done it. Because I'm the only person talking about this fucking movie. Go ahead. What? As a po- to be fair, <laughs> most of the time we do these podcasts, you're the one talking the least about the movie. And we just skipped okay. a whole bunch of stuff from Let's talk about it from Help Ben being what I was talking about. Teddy's head went boom. Ben, yeah, Teddy, no, Ben, head, shot yeah. Teddy in the head, buzz, whatever, and I like how you correct yourself to the back to the incorrect. <laughs> But anyway, during that, before that happens, there's all kinds of story being told from Teddy to what's Dwight? Dwight, Dwight. yeah, Shroot. I just had to remember that. That's uh, the guy from the office when I heard the name. But anyway, uh, yeah, it tells him about there was an affair between uh, which it was the father of Dwight Mm -hmm. had an affair with the mother of Teddy and the rest of the Cleveland gang. So that was news when that happened, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. And there was also, what was the first line he ever said in the whole movie anyway? Um, well, at one point. Uh, he hurt my he's parents. Like, he's like, let me out, let me out. And he's like, not till I get a gun. And then there's silence. He goes, I can get you one of those. <laughs> yeah. talking about Teddy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, thought. Um, I was referencing when, when, when Dwight said something. When and Dwight said just... something to the kid was in the limo. And wasn't that the first line he ever said? When he, popped, he hurt my parents. He hurt my parents. So yeah. that's the first time you ever hear anything about really why he's mad. And then later on, you know, you find out why mm-hmm. he lost his parents or why the Clevelands, you know. Um, which is when at the end of the movie, the next plot twist, the last plot twist would be that that kid while we were talking about teddyisms uh there's a few more that i loved i loved that macon blair tried to shoot him and completely missed yeah and then teddy criticized him and mocked him (laughs) (laughs) this reaction to just like almost getting winged in the head is woo fish in a barrel (laughs) and you missed that fish i love so so he ends up convincing dwight to bring come close he ends up knocking the the gun out of his hand and he's hitting Dwight telling Dwight how dumb Dwight is because he doesn't know that his family should would be hunting yeah. at that time. Like, you're idiot. dumb. <laughs> you're so dumb. Because <laughs> you should know my family's hunt. <laughs> oh, uh, it's at that moment also that we reveal that he that uh, Wade was not the one that did the murder. Yes, it was Wade Senior. Senior, yeah. Um, and he referenced like he was trying to rub it in like my father had a good life. And he referenced like his father having sex. He was like, he uh, he was smoking, he was drinking, he was fu- well. He probably wasn't. He watched sex all his favorite TV shows, <laughs> but he watched all his favorite TV shows. He lived. He died a free man. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing: in that white trash family, that's exactly the way that they would look at it. Like mm-hmm. they won for that. Yep. Uh, it, it just it rings so so true. Um, so Buzz ends up saving the day. Yeah, with Homeboy's jaw flying across the field. That was pretty crazy. I, I definitely was excited. And that's that another example, like Macon Blair reacts to that like you would he's probably never seen anything like that before. Well yeah, I haven't in real life. Um just movie makeup. But that's how you would react. Or Syria stuff. 
that's how you would react is just kind of in shock yeah. and confusion about exactly what just happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Seeing things that shocking, you did literally just kind of like so they freeze up. He makes his way to the to the family's home. Uh, he's sort of stuck there for a while. He makes a point to pee on uh, homeboy's grave. Yeah, yeah. Homeboy senior. Homeboy, homeboy senior's, senior's grave. grave. Um, and he grabs all the guns in the house and yep. throws them in the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then creates a distraction for them by leaving a message on the answering machine. And mm-hmm. he's simultaneously creating a distraction and testing them to see if they're really going to leave them alone. Because I think he w- there was he was hoping he could just walk away from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end, at the very end, he was still hoping to walk away, and uh, the message said, uh, two for two, we're even. Now I hope you can leave my sister out of this." And he shouts, "Well, that's why we're going to Pittsburgh." And he's nope, gonna kill him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then he dies himself. Spoiler. Get shot, uh, shot by his half by brother. His half brother yeah. yeah. That's the old adage, right? Like if you're going to seek revenge or whatever, bring two shovels or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because when you're dead, you'll definitely be able to dig a grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wick didn't need no shovels. He, he had shot a sequel. dudes in the face. He got a sequel. He shot Alfie Allen in the face. I awesome. never saw that movie. Spoilers, dude. So close. Alfie thing. Allen's the bad guy. He's uh, gonna shoot the bad guy in the face. I know. It's kind of the point of the movie. Is Buzz in John Wick? No. I don't want to see it. Then. Should be. Theon Greyjoy. Is I do want to see more Buzz. Like I thought he was cool in this. I yeah. enjoyed him. Yeah, I think his part was smaller than it should have been. He's he was like second build on IMDb though. He's in it for like five minutes. Well, I mean, he's the only. Uh, I mean, uh, other than he's probably in it more than. Yeah. I mean, that probably makes sense. Really, there's yeah. A, yeah. The only other person who's in that movie system. for any more than that amount is Teddy. Yeah. Well, Teddy or the main character. He spends a lot of time in the yeah. trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom, overall thoughts on Blue Ruin? Uh, I thought it was overall a very good movie, very suspenseful, very good. Uh, you know, arrangement as far as. Well, psychological arrangement and using basically acting in the sake of facial expressions more than just the words, as well as I liked the way that the sound was put together and how it told the story, you know, just a lot of that stuff. It it overall had that personal feel that I like in a movie where it sucks you in and you really relate to one guy. I want to replay like the first 15 words you said of that because do you know like the old like Miss Teen USA thing when they ask her about like <laughs> Iraq uh, and she's Iraq. like Iraq education what's of there for of the <laughs> educationness it was like, bad I felt like but you, it wasn't that bad I felt like you just did that you were just like artfulness suspense movie filmmaking happiness I think motivation <laughs> I had to put it together man Justin overall thoughts on Blue Run <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, it was. It's like education. Uh, good little Iraq film. bombing Syria. <laughs> uh, I, my question for you is: Yes, at the end of the last episode, you mentioned what horror is to you. Mm-hmm. So why, why to you is this movie horror? I think that it is. F- it's definitely fringe. I think that horror has kind of adopted the revenge films, like include themselves in that because it is suspense dread uh inducing so so i wouldn't say that this is absolutely peripheral horror i think it's more like this is what 
the horror community has totally adopted this movie. Not ma- when they were making this, they weren't thinking that they were making something for horror fans. It's been something that's been adopted by them, right? Um, and and kind of been absorbed. Um, so that's my argument: is that your argument it, is the internet? I guess, but that's not really what I meant. I, I'm saying that that's the re the. I I'm not watching this. I'm not liking it because of that. I'm yeah. saying that people that are in those same circles also liked it so it sort of ends up being come in the peripherals makes sense so what do you think of it i love it i think that uh um watching it with you too there's a couple things poke in that that i might have missed before like the uh getting out of the bathroom that was a good point um i don't even remember that there was somebody <laughs> knocking on the door ask, oh yeah asking oh, yeah, wade yeah. where he was yeah, yeah, yeah. And then making Blair made his way out. Now I remember. Um, but overall, I think I think that the the combination of making Blair's performance and the direction uh, and the writing is is fantastic. No, it was it. it was a great movie. I love it. I do. I'd watch it again. These chairs really go back a lot. They do. I did not know that. Okay, he's really. Really living in this yep. lean back. Overall, right the chairs are good. Can you hear me? <laughs> Am I up on the mic enough? Uh, all right. Get it under my chin. The closest thing to a sequel chain. that I think we have to Blue Ruin or we're going to get is a movie called Green Room. So the theme for the night. All right, let me see if I can guess it. Uh, left movies starting with a color and ending with a four-letter word starting with R. Uh, Damn. Feedback. Okay. Making Blair, knife okay. in the left temple, temple stabbing. Yep. Okay, am I close on any of those? I guess all of those, but there's one that you haven't hit. I don't know, beards. Oh. Uh, actors from fun family movies, mid movie haircuts, mid movie haircuts. No, it's the same writer director. Oh uh, well, it's the same guy. Yeah, because we totally knew that. <laughs> but that's see, I, so see, I was so gonna Google the movie and I was gonna look at who made it and stuff. But he's like, "No surprises." <laughs> and then he's like, "Check this question out." Oh, you didn't know that because I made sure you didn't. That's why I you, you Google it while you're watching the, the film and then don't pay attention to the movie. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what. So the, there are definitely parallel parallels as I was watching them back to back. Like every time that there was like the knife hit in the head. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same kind of blood pouring out, which feels way more realistic to me than a lot of other things. No, see. yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, uh, especially in the Blue Ruin one, the way that the special effects in that scene where he killed Wade Junior. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that was it was real. Like his left eye was. Oh, red. I love that. Oh, we uh, didn't it's talk just about like that. And, and 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 just a lot of that. The violent parts were really like. And it's not sexy. It's not fun. No, it's like, like it really hits you because yes. it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. Like I, they, this person, whoever did this, to has watched like snuff films or something. I mean, I don't know or what I'm saying <laughs> about myself, but because uh, <laughs> I've studied them all. And <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you seen eight millimeter? No, but uh, damn it, <laughs> I went with another joke and didn't get to make the eight millimeter reference, and then you made it. <laughs> 
But anyway, uh, have you guys both seen Nick Cage? Have you guys both seen Eight Millimeter? Yeah, once. I've seen Eight Millimeter. I don't know what you said. Eight Millimeter (laughs) is genuinely one of the scariest films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it is really fucked up. The reason for that is because it is so real. Like it is showing you like the level that people will go and the things terrible things they will do to one another, and it genuinely scared me, Mm -hmm. dude. I mean, it's. It happens all the time. Like, it's not even... Yeah. But, uh... What was I making a point about earlier? He's interrupting I'm me. still wondering. Are we going to give a synopsis of the movie? <sighs> yeah. Tom, synopsis for blue uh, for uh, Green Room. Uh, You know, I really thought it was good. It, it had a, a really good uh, ethos for the punk rock that was involved, I thought. Because uh, the... The main characters in the ba- in the movie are a punk rock band, mm-hmm. and it starts out with them basically run off the road in a cornfield, passed out from being tired, drunk, whatever, and their ethos is pretty much sum- summed up by me. I mean, I didn't even realize it, but they have a Fugazi sticker on the back mm-hmm. of their van, which is like the straight edge, you know, be cool to everybody type of punk rock more so side of things and they're very much that kind of band and so anyway from that point uh they go to get some gas but they're obviously willing to steal gas to keep going and they uh i don't know end up doing an interview with this random guy with cross-eyed stuff and synopsis doesn't mean like give us the entire film scene by scene well i can do that justin can you give us the definition of synopsis <laughs> go for it apparently i need to hear it i i don't have it uh, man. a brief summary of what the movie is yeah, about that's about it that's about right well punk rockers uh, okay straight edge punk rockers meet nazi punk rockers okay and things ensue <laughs> a, a, and a Star Trek plays a, a gig at the wrong venue, and uh, walk in on a murder and have to have to be dealt with, and they have to escape being dealt with. Yep. So it's it's like a a group Mexican standoff. Oh, sure. yeah, good way. Put it. Well, there's only two parties for a while. Is the thought of Mexican standoff was when just you're pointing a gun at each other? No, Mexican standoff is three. Who's two? Three yeah, you parties. need at least three. That's just a standoff. <laughs> yeah, that's a plain old. That's a yeah. It's a group standoff. That doesn't have quite the rig to it. <laughs> I think that's just war. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a group standoff. Uh, if I were going to call it something, you mean war? <laughs> ah! <laughs> so you said this is about a band. Right, I think so. Okay. Apparently, I was. Weren't wrong about you guys thing. in a band? I'm not in a band. <sighs> See, you guys were in a band said, together. I thought you said we weren't having music today. <laughs> we're not. We're, he didn't bring anything today. <laughs> uh, so you guys yeah, were in a band together, yeah, right? Yeah. About as long as ago as I spoiled the sixth sense. Yeah. yeah. So in high school, you guys were in a band together. We were in a couple different bands together. Yeah. 
We you guys are a, both like backing away from the mics and not wanting burp. to talk right now. <laughs> we used to be in a Christian rock band. Oh, <laughs> seventh grade, faith plus one. <laughs> Christians for God, C four G. Oh yeah, C4G, wow. I forgot about C four G. Christians for my, God. <laughs> my handle on like AOL and shit used to be C four G Fate, which was C four G the Christian band, and Fate, which was uh, my hacker name <laughs> with a PH. Fate with a PH. So, like, Dude. my AOL screen name was C4G Fate. Uh, so, you guys aren't chiming in. Can I? Can no, I? No, because we're scared. Can, can I'm not scared. I just can I don't I, know what to say. Can, <laughs> so, can I tell you my favorite memory of your guys' sure, band? Sure, because I'm pretty sure like, you and Tom's dad were, like, our only fans. So, <laughs> Well, I don't. This this might not be favorite because that's a little mean, but uh, the one that's most imprinted... It had to have been ninth grade, probably eighth grade, maybe. And we had a split class. So we would go to like class for like 20 minutes, go to lunch and then come back and go to class for like 20 minutes. So I, I'm in the class with you, Justin. We're mm-hmm. sitting in like the same little four cube desks are all together or whatever. Yeah. So we go to lunch. Um, I didn't sit with you at lunch. I come back from lunch and you're crying. <laughs> You're crying in class because you got kicked out of the band during lunch in the no. middle of the school day. I'm to be fair, nice. that would have been eleventh grade. Which doesn't make me doesn't make me look any better, but I like to get the facts straight. Hey, I've cried in the last two years. So. I've probably cried today. Damn, sorry, bro. Oh, that would was, you like a cookie? I still have that memory. Always. So, so you, so you. You decided the best time to do this would be at lunch. Hey, you got to learn somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I figured he'd be happiest at that time. I don't know what to say. <laughs> to be fair, I was a shit bass player. <laughs> well, no, to, there was nothing to do with that. It was all 100%, you know, more. I mean, yeah, there was there was definitely somebody a little better coming d- down the line. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Adam or something and he just picked up a lot faster and that was kind of what happened it was like holy crap this dude learned all our songs in four days and i think he cared that yeah. was the thing <laughs> the, the uh, then 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 that's he cared the about reason the music. i just wanted to have fun Fair and enough. eat yogurt pretzels <laughs> so yeah i mean there were you know as as you ascend from you know the dream to the reality you got to kind of like find the people who are just there to have fun instead of be an asshole and work at it like i do and i don't know but it was Way earlier than it, for it to be that serious, it was really just. I was a cockhole high schooler. I don't, I don't know, what, know what just happened. I don't know. I feel like he's. <laughs> I don't know if I should feel better or worse about what happened now. <laughs> I'm think, not apologizing. I think I don't know. It's. I'm just saying that my reasons weren't necessarily very good ones, but at the same time, they weren't either bad ones either. It was just very much juvenile in every sense, because we were young. I don't know what to say other than, I mean, I kicked, uh, what was that? I kicked John Clay out too. I did that. You did that. Oh, <laughs> I made Justin kick somebody yeah, out and then me, kicked him out later. You made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the pussiest way ever to do oh, it. Like, man. so I was like building up like, okay, I got, like, cause you know, he was like one of my good friends. Yeah. But it like, he, we can't have a practice when he's just off in the corner playing Californication to himself. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So. No, he wouldn't let up on that. Like, the rest of our high school career was jokes about how he couldn't practice well. And it was just like, well, you didn't. <laughs> at least at that point, you were practicing by yourself. You weren't practicing with the band. And then, All right, yeah. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> but we were in class, and I don't even remember what the argument was, but we got into some argument and I went, yeah, well, Tom says you're out of the band, so there's that. And, like, that was my way of winning the argument. <laughs> Tom said, like, you're his bitch. <laughs> so you both played bass at this time, or you he was started? Guitar, I was bass. Oh, Talk okay. about not talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is regular. You, yes. you just yeah. Thanks well, for you gave us shit podcast. earlier, so <laughs> I'm just retaliating. Uh, Keep telling your story, so, Justin. Yeah. John Clay. It doesn't matter. I finished the it's story. All it's all there. So we were in high school once, and we acted like it. That's about it. I uh, yeah, turns out in high school, I had to fire a friend from a job. Because the boss was like, tell so-and-so to kiss my ass. <laughs> so I was like, that's my friend. I have to fire him now? And like, it's not like I was a boss. Yeah, you were just like a shitty part-timer just like that guy was, That's exactly right. right. So and like, I had to be the one that told him like... Why do you have to have this authority all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden? That's the reason you're a manager or yeah, an owner. An owner, yeah. Like you, that's your job. <laughs> that's yeah. The reason I'm a shitty part-timer is because I don't have to do this. Yeah, nope, I had to. Yeah, you collect dividends from this. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the wonderful so all right so you guys said Christians for God yeah who else what else were you in uh, there was a prodigal son but I think that was after Bound Foolish oh Bound Foolish mm-hmm. our first album sucks T- yes. Tom, didn't Tom have I don't know if you were involved but for like a week didn't weren't you, didn't you say your band was named the Porch Monkeys. And then, like your grandma no. or somebody told you that that was not appropriate. No, I think no there Tom was a wrote song. a Tom wrote a song called "Porch Monkey." And no, I literally like Randall from Clerks too. Like you didn't, didn't, Clerks didn't, too, like, didn't, didn't realize it. it. Yeah, yeah okay, I was like, "Oh, that's cute." I remember. Yeah, and then somebody's the like, thing. "Oh, damn!" So we changed it to something else. <laughs> we the were songs. practicing that song in a church, <laughs> so? and, and like it was the first time we'd played it, and like that was that was the last time we ever practiced with John. Was was, it, was that? I thought our was, last practice like, with him was in a garage, but I don't know. I don't think he ever made it to the garage. He was always in the church. Now I've then, got video of him in the garage with us somewhere, and my dad really? playing bass or something. Well, then I, obviously, if he's playing bass, I wasn't there. Well, yeah, I don't remember the order, the chronological. Because I, I never, I didn't play bass in C four G. I, I was the, I was I, the lead singer. Yeah, you were the lead singer. I was the lead really? singer. I didn't that's how is, that's how not serious this band was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was like the that was really more the the middle school talking about it. Yeah, it was seventh it really grade became a thing. Yeah, like it, it really it really took me till I was in sophomore year to feel like I wasn't kidding myself, but I still was. I'm sure our podcast <laughs> listeners love us talking about high school and middle school. Well, it's it's I think the fact that Tom wrote a song called Porch Monkeys. Yeah, is, that's. <laughs> That's listen. It didn't have anything to do with that. It was just I was like, oh, that's a cool sounding thing, <laughs> and then, oh, oh. So, <laughs> if you would say Justin that you had a high point of your musical career, what would it be? Is this no wrenches? <laughs> no, I didn't. Really? No. no. God, I forgot about that song. Because no wrenches was. I mean, I wrote no a couple wrenches. songs that we played. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. 
Tom, all, all these wh- where am I going with this? What's my favorite? Um, should I make it better? My favorite is Major Malfunction. <laughs> and I'm going to let everyone hear Major Malfunction. Oh, no. Right oh. now. I got a major malfunction. 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 I can't eat. I can't sleep. There's no need to me. I got a major malfunction. I got a major malfunction. What do you think you're doing to my song? I'm making it better. Okay, go ahead, Tom. So as terrible as that was, it does remind <laughs> me of uh, some G.G. Allen recordings back in the day. So I, think I, made it. I feel like it. It's uh, like I knew what you were doing. I felt like I could it's see exactly what totally you're going for. It's supposed to like the recording quality. You know, is what we could get at. So whatever, but I mean, it wasn't supposed to be anything more than just punk. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. But no, I, I, I genuinely like. There's obviously I I love the. It's I'm making a better part. Yeah, is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like you have some, you have an English accent for some reason. I'm making it better. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, well, it's more transatlantic. That was, that was bound <laughs> foolish that we listened to right there. I think that I Off might the have album sucks sucks. How mm. many? That was copies, almost twenty years ago. How many copies exist of that? Like pff, yours. I burned them all, so twenty, if that. 
Yeah. How many still exists? Um, that mine, one mine, and maybe one or two. Mine suffered from bit rot. I don't know how you got a clean recording because I tried. I have found a disc and yeah, it, it was done. Really? It was just that old? The, well, because, you deep. know, there were shitty CDRs. Yeah, well, yeah. shitty CDRs from 1999 or whatever yeah. that was. Um, seven, well, I turned 17 the, the day that we recorded that. What other CDs do you have out? Or like back in the day? You had Mud Puppy, right? There was one, and then there was... Uh, so I have Mud Puppy. Yes, Child's okay. Play. So that's a that, bear. That was post-me. Mm-hmm. That one... That was um, after you. Yeah. Where does this... Where was this? This one was it recorded on some dude's, uh, like, eight-track recorder in his basement that he tried to overcharge us for, and we ended up just being like, here's half the money, now give us our CD, and he did it. It's kind of cool. Nice. But uh, some 18-year-old's just totally gangstered this 40-year-old dude <laughs> in his own house. <laughs> Um, the song that we just heard, though, is from Bound Foolish. Sucks. Mm-hmm. See, I haven't heard I this. do have... Recorded in the drummer's dad's basement. Yeah. Which I have what might be the only existing copy. Wow. Is that oh, correct? Look at that early... Look at that Photoshop work I did for the front. That is pretty epic. Yep. So I have it's this. It's like Emperor I Palpatine this, right? is fighting. I, I, $5. You paid this. $5 for that. I did. I want to... Fl- adjusting when for was inflation? the last time you guys saw this? Would you guys know what your thanks are? Oh God, Tom's thanks. Oh, there's yeah. He, one of the words he said, unfortunately. God, number oh. one. <laughs> Sorry, I, my parents. Sorry. No. Uh, the other me- <laughs> the other member of the BAM, uh, Justin. Anyone dumb enough to buy this crappy CD? That's me. Good job. My dad for financial support. The other guy's dad, Justin's mom. Uh, Adam and John, who we just referenced, Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot, Green Day, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Bush, The Beatles, especially John Trent and Trent Reznor for lyrical inspiration. Wow, I didn't realize I was that lyrically inspired by him for so long. Kurt Cobain for all the inspiration and for unintentionally changing music and all the people who doubted us for inspiring us to try harder. There's a thousand commas, but no periods. (laughs) This is weird. Justin's. I was not an English major. Justin's, what's your very first thanks? Uh, Not God. Uh, it's point. God. Really? It's God. When was this? Uh, it's, let me see if it's copyrighted and dated. It's not. Sorry. <laughs> it was my 17th birthday that we recorded it, which would have been... Maybe I put 90... that on there just for your dad. So we've got Probably, God. I bet you did, because he was... In, yeah. It may have been we wouldn't record in his, or exactly. we wouldn't be able to play in his place anymore. No, that was, God that was a thing. Like I got kicked out of there eventually, because I said, damn, on this. And so I had to go find a new place to record because my dad's kind of was a awesome. zealot and stuff. Uh, so Justin's thanks. By the way, thanks are T H A N X on all of it these. Sucks S U X. Uh, God, my mommy, the rest of my family, Tom's parents, the other band members' dad, Adam, John, Nirvana, Green Day, Slipknot, Nine Inch Nails, all the midgets of the world. Not appropriate, <laughs> Justin. I should say little, little people. people. Oompa Loompas, and of course, Bound Foolish. So you did this art, so yeah. I feel like I know what you were going for. Here's the genuine question I have, sincere. Mm-hmm. What were you going for here? So the image that I'm looking at, it says Bound Foolish Sucks in mm-hmm. Comic Sans font. Yep. And then a jester. Or was a it, fool. Was it supposed to be a fool? Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? That's what you were going for. It was thing. more the fool. Yeah. Okay. I, I just didn't understand. So it, it kind the of- The front is because I, the only thing I knew how to do in Photoshop were lightning bolts. 
And so I just put like 20 of them on there. So, uh, so I had known I talked to you guys before and had some idea that you guys didn't have a copy of this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I have a gift for you. Oh, my Aww. gosh. Um, I, I didn't really just want to recreate that because I could burn that myself. So I tried to recreate what I thought you guys, like I tried to put my headspace into those young teenage minds mm-hmm. and see what you were trying to make. I don't know if I got it, but I, I've been sitting on this for a while. I just didn't know when to bring it out. thought this was a good episode. Um, the episode. So uh, for each of you guys, here's a copy of the 2017 uh, release of Child's Play by Mud Puppy. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. The CD I'm not on. The If you don't want it. No, I'll take it. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, Holy shit. The, wow. This actually has plastic wrap around it. Yeah, like, well, And it's not just saran wrap. Is this from that that's, one place? That's, well, I've got a thousand of them, so I hope that you guys like them. <laughs> a thousand? I don't. I don't. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Pop them open. Pop it open. I almost don't want to, but yeah. So. Oh, I, God, I, I remember CDs so now. Put, These are so I'm, fucking I'm, difficult. Ancient I'll put, <laughs> Uh, I forgot about CDs. So what we're looking at there uh, is kind of, uh, that's not artwork that I did necessarily. It's something that I found that's a free use thing with the cover. Um, it's a hand drawing. However, <laughs> King Blo- shooting a jester in the face, um, which is appropriate because this is the album made right after I left the band <laughs> and right after they stopped being Bound Foolish. So the back, uh, I asked my son to recreate or to, uh, cool. I, uh, to recreate the inside of where the lyric or i'm sorry the inside of the thing um and then i'm trying to remember exactly what's what i put on the cd this was a little while ago that i did this what's on the cd yeah so my son my son did some scribbles and stuff like that so i put it that's what i did so that's cool i felt like you guys were trying to go for like the kids vibe thing absolutely and everything so that was the idea with that nice so yeah i thought you guys yeah you guys each got a copy of that and i also have a copy of bound foolish sucks Oh. For you guys. This one, again, this is me trying to interpret what I thought you guys were doing. We're going for, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm trying to make it as cool as I could for Ooh. like well, this se- is much more eighth like grade ride you. The lightning. Yeah, it does look kind of Ride the Lightning, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know what Ride the Lightning is. Metallica. Metallica album. Oh. <laughs> That's cool as hell, man. What, Thanks for doing that. What's GQ? That's one of the songs on... What the f- What the fuck song is GQ? You don't remember that? Is I it? remember every single one of these songs except for that. Well, it's on this one too. It's on, yeah, yeah. We'll have to listen to. It. I You'll think have it was on both. You have it on CD yeah, now. I have, <laughs> I, now I just need something to play a CD. <laughs> None of my computers have yeah. d- have disk drives. Uh, my seven year old. I'll, I'll sell it. I'll sell you a digital download. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Can I get it in a cool bound foolish wristband? <laughs> That's also a USB drive. Yeah. Um, that will never fit my fat wrist. <laughs> I can't open it. Oh, my God. I got this one. Flashbacks. So we'll put pictures of these things up because, I, like I said, I, I tried to put myself into the mentality uh, of what I thought you guys were trying to do. So hopefully, This is way I, better than Comic Sans. Hopefully I kind of did it. Uh, oh, I love that CD art. So uh, the CD art That's way is yeah, that's like cool. from a tarot card, and yeah. it's the fool. Yeah. Uh, I felt like, is this... Honestly, is this kind of what you were trying to do? Yeah, but I mean, it was in 2000, so... No, I'm not pooping on it. I'm, I'm not... No, no, no. I'm not... I mean, I this is a 30-year-old guy doing this in, in 2017 technology instead right. of... 
that thanks for no okay thanks for nothing in the here the, the other guy in the band's mom Courtney Love and Yoko Ono <laughs> <laughs> that that's well, all just job. that's all just transcribed yeah. I didn't add anything I didn't play with it um the thing that I did do, since the other guy in the band isn't here to pipe up, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see he is listed as fake shemp. Yeah. Uh, so note that. Fake shimps. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's this hilarious. Is, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. I spent a little bit of time. At one point, my my wife was... Uh, what is work, wrong with you? Do you work for a living? <laughs> yeah, I, I work. But she was like trying to do something and i was like i'm busy and she's like you're telling me you're sitting down there doing artwork for hours for your fans bands from high school and you won't come up and do this and i was like <laughs> that is a bit ridiculous love you you're pretty <laughs> go ahead and uh yeah that's fucking awesome <laughs> so yeah crazy well thanks man you're Thank welcome you very much you're welcome. i appreciate that yeah i really do i was because you know i was kind of a lot of these songs, I was like, "Yeah, they're gone. Forget it." But now, yeah. If nothing else, you got them just to to have. Um, now you can be like uh, Al Bundy, in to think about like high school football. Like this is your high school football. This is your Letterman jacket now. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah. That no one, and I got no patches for it. Everybody, let me know what you guys thought about Major Malfunction because. <laughs> I can create more of these CDs very easily. It sounds and like the GGL more major. Album. Really oh, does. wait a minute! I went to Fiverr and I had them cover a couple of major malfunctions for you guys. Oh, what? <laughs> I, so I have a couple other versions of major malfunction. That is awesome. Just so you know, I need those. <laughs> um, so I'll put them at the end of the episode. You, ah. Everybody can hear them. Um, let me say so one of them i was like this guy will do it with a ukulele oh yeah okay his is terrible because he didn't do it with a ukulele like i think maybe it is but he just tried to recreate the song and the whole point like i kept telling him was i just want you to do this your thing uh of it uh another guy i like did did it and i think it genuinely made it like a singer-songwriter version, right? and it's kind of funny. So we'll throw those on the end of the episode. Like you a guys Jim Croce them. version uh, of, major, of mal- major Malfunction. Yeah, so there's now, three, there's now three major malfunctions out there. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the catalyst for Major Malfunction? Other than Full Metal Jacket? Well, not the, the actual music. Oh, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, the, the Tourette's. Tourette's, yeah. I, to, I keep thinking the eagle has language landed from the Wishka version, and they called it that, or it's actually the Reading Festival in '92. But it's Reading. Yeah, you're right. I always say Reading. I don't know why, because he makes a joke. I think in that video, and it's stuck. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Nirvana. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nirvana yeah, tangent. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, Green, it's a Nirvana Green. ripoff. Duh. I like all of our songs. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, okay. Yeah. So You started it. I'm sorry. Uh, green Room. Yes. Um, we open with the band. Uh, they end up going. They get a show. Oh, no, the, they get a show through this guy named yes. Tad, Tad or Tadpole. Yeah, Tadpole. Tony. I don't remember Tadpole. his name. I Tadpole. just remember his hair. Tadpole. I remember his, his face acting. because he didn't know how to move. He's never moved his mouth before. This was the first <laughs> time he... Remember in... 
Men in Black when Vincent D'Onofrio takes over that body. Yes, for sure. sure. And he yeah, doesn't yeah. know how to talk. It's like a or like a shoot. That's or like the same word. Shoot. He he just second time I've done that impression tonight. <laughs> this Good guy, you saved it. This guy was talking completely out of the. I'm going to find out. Like he had a stroke at like the age of ten or something. <laughs> and I'm going to feel terrible. But he did not know how mouths work. It was painful. See, I've noticed his cross eyes more than his mouth. But yeah, he oh. definitely had something wrong with his face. It was he said social media weird. Uh, social media. <laughs> this probably uh, sounds real great on the podcast. Right? Yeah, you've been doing it for clean up plastic. He's been doing it for ten minutes. He never cleans up after himself when he's in this basement. But yet, oh. but yet he just made a point to clean up that. The a couple weeks ago, I gave I w- like my 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 heroin is these little like uh, Groch Groski uh, caramels with whipped. Center, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Okay. Caramel creams. Caramel creams, right? Okay. So I gave Justin a handful. So I gave him five or ten, right? And five or ten. And one or double. On the end table beside him, he had them all laying around. And like it's the end of the night. And first he goes to leave without putting his shoes on. And I have to tell him. For some reason, I forget leaving your house to <laughs> put my shoes on. So I'm always like, uh, Are you drinking? Wear shoes. So he goes. And then I see him and he walks past and realizes, oh, I left all my trash lay there. I will pick it up and throw it away. And what he does is he had realized he hadn't eaten one of the candies. And he reached down and picked up the one candy that he hadn't eaten and left all the trash lay on the table. (laughs) It was late. I figured you were shooing me out. It was incredible. So it'd be better, more uh, worth your time. It was awesome. To get me out now because you had to get up at some ungodly uh, hour like you always do. Oh, I have kids. It's always early. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're talking about that. Anyway, uh, so they end up getting a gig uh, at a neo Nazi yeah. place. Yeah. Run uh, by Captain Picard. So they, they do the ballsiest thing that I've ever heard. And decide that they are going to play fuck off Nazi punks. Yeah, and that's pretty kick ass. I'm that, sorry, that I would awesome. not have the balls to do that. I wouldn't slightest. either. I would not. But uh, it was cool because yeah, Nazi so, punks, fuck off. <laughs> we try not to get political, Tom. Hey, you hey, said it there, first. If there's Nazis listening, if you're supporting the podcast, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Stop I'm, listening. I'm we don't need that. you. I'm good with that. Okay, all right, all right. Yes. Enough being diplomatic. Um, so then they end up, uh, going and in the green room, they find one of the other bands has murdered someone. Uh, yeah. He got a Wade Cleveland to the head. Yes. She did actually. Sorry. It was a she. I did. That's yeah. all right. Very. I re- thought it was a guy the first four times we I, saw it. I did it first, but then somebody said she pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they showed the body like three times before that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and they said she, and I was like, oh. usually things happen a little bit more organically than this. But Tom just did something, and I'm putting it in stone. Official podcast uh, lore, official podcast term is a Wade Cleveland means a Steven knife or Sabbath sharp object pencil. to the head. Yeah, it has to be the temple, though. It can't just be the head. It's got to be in preferably the left. Yes. Okay. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. We'll see how much yeah. more often we can bring that up. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so they end up getting kind of corralled into there, and then it ends up with a not Mexican standoff situation. Yeah, it was just plain old war. Totally not a Mexican standoff at all. <laughs> just a regular standoff. Um, yeah, we didn't. I didn't do this. Justin, overall thoughts on Green Room? Uh, I, we're not going to talk about it at all. We 
We did a no, little bit. No, this was supposed to be, I was supposed to do this at the very beginning. I oh, usually okay, do it at the you. beginning, and then we do your wrap-up. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, was... sweet. Tom, what do you got? I, I'm never ready for this question. <laughs> Ever. Uh, yeah, I, it was it, yeah. it was a good kind of one of those situations. Education, Iraq. Like... <laughs> Kind of you know, I tried one to get locale the, kind of movies. I tried to just take the pressure off of you and give it to Tom, and you were like, no, 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 I have it. Yeah. And then still stumbled and spit around it's for like a while. It's one of those one location movies, and it's one of those, and it's good. <laughs> okay. Tom, can I, you- I like movie. Can you either give me <laughs> your overall thoughts or do what Justin just did, which is sputter for a while, and then tell me a, f- a small uh, fact about the movie? <laughs> I was very impressed- <laughs> specifically very early on with the rock and roll ethos. And I honestly, uh, you know, wonder what Ian McKay thinks about it because they referenced him several times in Minor Threat, uh, Fugazi thing, and basically based that band's position on racism off of that. I mean, that's basically where they come from is that all-inclusive straight-edge thing. But as far as how the the movie works, you know, because of that, you know, they talk about the three appeals of rhetoric and, you know, ethos being one of them. I think it definitely gave itself credibility quickly because a lot of things that I have an issue with when movies tackle music is they don't know what they're talking about or they don't know how to make it look real. Anytime the band was playing music, it looked good. And anytime they, you know, were using rock and roll lore to kind of back things up, it worked right. But beyond that, I thought, you know, the acting was good. Obviously, it was really kick-ass because there were two Trek actors in there, and I'm a huge Trek fan, so that helps. But without that, I think it would have stood alone as a good movie with totally unknown actors because it was uh, a really convincing story, and it had... Megan Blair. Has Megan Blair again. Yeah, yeah, it does have Megan Blair again. Pretty thrilled about that. Making uh, pancakes, making big pancakes. Making blurry pancakes, blue blurry pancakes. Jesus blue. Christ! <laughs> done. So, all right. So anyway, apparently back, I'm finished. Back tra- <laughs> backtracking. So uh, you said you thought it was a uh, a guy for a while. Yeah. Um, they end up uh, kind of having one of the neo Nazis uh, held captive. They end up kind of negotiating Big back Justin. and forth. For Name Justin. Yeah, Big Justin. Um, there's a pretty horrific moment, the mo- pro- arguably the most horrific, even more so than people dying, yeah. occurs when Anton Yelchin uh, tries to, decides he's going to give back the gun, then kind of changes his mind halfway through and gets his arm see, macheted. She sees like the red laces. She sees the red laces and knows the red laces are the assassins. They are, are real, the real Nazis. Yeah. Um, None of them white lace, black lace bullshit. Yeah. Go, going they back. They don't have black laces, right? No, no, no. <laughs> they wouldn't, or yellow ones, or well, they have red ones. Yeah, that's like never mind. Anyway, um, so going backwards a second to what you said, and I know you've said that you referenced this like as we were watching it. Um, you were talking about they adopted this the open to different races mentality adopt that was set forth by another band. Isn't that just the way that, that most people are? Like, I don't. Is that adopting, like, 
if I'm not racist, it doesn't mean that I'm adopting. Well, I would say the that philosophy of if there else. is any genre of music that harbors Nazis, it's punk rock. So yes. I mean, uh, so but I mean, you, I just if you're I feel in like punk, do you need to say no, I'm not racist? No, I just I felt like country music also. Well, yeah, but oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I was just saying that the 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 ethos of the whole thing is they used that to show you if you knew who Fugazi was or who Minor Threat was, then you knew what that band was about. For me, it was like intense. I didn't have to wait for them to take action to prove that they were Nazi punks fuck off. I get what you're saying. I knew it. The first scene when I saw Fugazi on the back of that band that these dudes were straight edge punks and they were cool. To me, the one thing I know about Fugazi is they're from D.C. and the band was also supposed to be from D.C. and that was like, oh. They're both from D.C. That's but uh, the minor threat thing that they brought up in the interview later and then on t- Anton Yelchin's T-shirt was a minor threat T-shirt through the whole movie. So that to me was and that's the he was the guy in the end who held up that that particular ethos. That's why I said I want to know what Ian McKay thinks about this. Mm-hmm. I looked I Googled it to see if he had overtly said anything that was known about mm-hmm. this movie since two of his bands were basically very much in the movie mm-hmm. at least in in you know text and mention so it, it just, but as you say it you know, that's my only real thing is that no no i, I think, didn't need the movie to tell me yeah that that's what those no no i think about i without, think that's an example of yeah, i w- not knowing i wouldn't have caught it but that's an example that uh that soliner knows yeah. knows what he's doing when he's right. making this movie uh and that's another level to it that yeah. these were well-rounded characters and because ian mckay is very anti-violence to the point that he will tell his audience to stop moshing you know so not knowing who ian mckay is every time you say it i just think you're trying from, to say i know yeah. you, you've told me but every time you say it i just think you're trying to say ian, ian mckellen yeah. but like a really cool way Oh yeah, Ian, Ian McKay. McKay. I love Ga- I love Gandalf. <laughs> you know, he played by Ian McKay. Is it? Isn't he? Is he? Is it? McClellan. Ian it's McKellen. McKellen. Cl- is it Kellen? McKellen. Is he still alive? Yeah. D- didn't yeah. somebody die? The Harry Potter guy, maybe. Oh, the, the the first Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman died. No, that Don the, Rickles the, died. Who is Gandalf yeah. in Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know what I mean. Oh, and Captain Picard has the force. <laughs> you mean Dumbledore? Yeah. Gandalf <laughs> is Lord of the Rings. I knew it. I knew that it They're wasn't the same him. guy. I'm saying. So the, fir- the first Dumbledore, who's in like the first two or three movies, he died before. So he gets replaced. He got replaced. That's what I'm saying. For the latter half of the movies. For yeah. the tr- latter half of the. And who replaced him? Oct trilogy. Is that what you would say? It was eight movies. Octilogy? Octilogy? Oh, wasn't my question. Who didn't Ian McKellen play Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but in Harry Potter, <laughs> I don't know. I don't care anymore. So this. two different actors played Dumbledore. <laughs> the first one died during, uh, uh, I think, between productions of the, the second, third, or third and fourth. Okay, he died at a time. And then his character dies in the movies. Spoilers. Ah, I haven't seen those. Um, Gandalf dies too. Which, all right. So this is a morbid segue, but it happened in my head. So I didn't appreciate Anton Yelchin like until he 
died. Yeah. Yep. Like I realized how good he is in a lot of things. He's not just Chekhov. He's uh, he was under underrated. Yeah. Well, yeah. The what was that? What was that movie I said? Alpha Dog. Yeah. It's like I think his first movie. Yeah. He he uh, was like nineteen or something. He's real young when that came out. But yeah. he started in the Fright Night remake too. Did he? Which was okay. I don't know what that is. It's a horror movie. Are you sure? An horror anthology yeah. movie series thing. No. Sweet. I thought Fright Night was a anthology. Nope. Movie. Nope. Nope. What am I thinking of? Tales from the Crypt. No, <laughs> not the HBO. Tales series. from the Dark Side. Not. It wasn't a show. It was a movie. Goosebumps. That was an anthology movie. Friday the Thirteenth. Like the eighties. Never mind. Nightmare on what street? Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, that that great <laughs> anthology series. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, creep show. Maybe that might be it. I don't know what you're thinking. Isn't Nightmare um, on Elm Street the Freddy Kruegers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's a sh- crap ton of Freddy Krueger movies. But yeah, that's but it's not, not, not an anthology. anthology. Means. Okay. Well anthology then. doesn't just mean there's a lot of them. All right then. Apparently, I need a refresher on that one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just want to rant about World War Two for a minute? <laughs> I don't, but I mean, I I would probably sound more educated than I do now. (laughs) (laughs) To to, to be fair, to be fair, if you're going to choose something to be educated on, Fright Night versus World War II, (laughs) you should probably, you're winning that argument for the consensus of what is better to know more about. So congrats, you win. Just not in this room. This is the only place in the world where you would be being mocked. Like, look at all he knows about history. (laughs) He doesn't know the difference between... Between I don't know about creep that. <laughs> uh, um, the uh, so where are we at with this? Uh, not very far. No, not very far at all. So Ooh, this is a really long fire podcast. extinguishers and pit bull bites. Yeah. So yeah, Sam That's grabs the rest a, of the movie. a fire extinguisher and uses it like twelve times, which is maybe it's maybe it's Sam, who I will refer to as maybe. Yeah. Um, so they end up trying to get out. Patrick Stewart shows up. If I have a complaint about this movie, it's that there are times that Patrick Stewart that I get confused about Patrick Stewart's motivations for like, he's like, we don't have to worry about forensics anymore. Go ahead and shoot. Cause he said we need to find a new house. I think he was about to like burn the place down or something. Yeah. Okay. But then why was making bear cleaning? I don't know. Was that a power washer or was it like full of lighter full of lighter fluid or something? Who knows? Okay. I assumed it was I thought it was a pressure washer. That's I mean, helpful. you would still want to try to clean up before you burned it. I would imagine if you wanted to be thorough, but probably. Regardless, I mean, yeah. But they I don't up, know what his motivation would have been either. They end up bringing the dogs in to the couple of our band members get attacked and killed by the dogs yeah Um, and patrick stewart is basically just trying to keep this clean because he's got a heroin ring running yes yeah my uh my favorite part of this movie is uh so one of the guys who's there to kill him kill them turns out was about to go off with the the murder victim Mm -hmm. and so he turns and is like on their side and he's like helping him out and like you know, kind of tropey kind of way is about to say, "Oh, this is how we're gonna escape," and then get shot in the face. Mm-hmm. And then Anton Yelchin like machetes him in the neck, and then she goes, "Oh dear," 
<laughs> Sorry about that, dude. Just like full on, like this is happening, boom, and then just oh dear. Again, I think it's because the director has a good handle on how people, real people, would react in those situations. Mm-hmm. People don't just turn. It feels something bad happened. These to this guy. very much, obviously, come from the same place. Like even though you guys didn't put it together, you can see how they're by the same guy. No, like I felt very, it. I definitely yeah. felt it. Like I honestly thought you had mentioned uh, making Barry was. Blairy, Blair, 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 Blue Blairy. I screwed up. But uh, Macon Blair was uh, a director or something. Yeah, I thought he, he I thought he with, was. No, both he just came out with his second, directorial but, debut. It's a, I think it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, I watched it on Netflix. It's super cool. Uh, it's called. I might get the title wrong. It's kind of wordy. It's something like uh, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Or I can't live hmm. alone in this world anymore. Something along those lines. Um, it's it's a little weird. It's pretty cool though. Uh, it's uh, do you guys know uh, what's the Michael Douglas movie? Basic Instinct. No, the Michael Douglas movie where he like br- he snaps and kind of goes. Oh, crazy. the Pulse movie. Down? That one. Falling down. Yep. I love that movie. It's all right. So this movie that Macon Blair did. Imagine a woman in Macon Blair's position, sort of. I'm sorry, in Michael Douglas's, Michael Douglas's position, sort of. Um, it's like falling down meets Sophie's Choice. It's no, it's like, <laughs> it's like falling down with a woman. <laughs> what I just said a minute ago. <laughs> That's the best I got. Um, it's like, what if the devil wears Prada, but the but Meryl Streep like starts killing people? It's basically that. I don't know about that. Um, my f- favorite moment. I'm not gay. Tom just left. Yeah. To go pee again, I assume. Yeah. We're not supposed to vamp. I know, but I really wanted to reference this thing that I was getting ready to start talking about. Mm-hmm. So now just, we're just here. Just you and me, Russ. Now we're here. Wanna... You want to do next week's thing real quick while we wait for him? <laughs> That's the, supposed to be the end of the show. I don't know what to do in the meantime. Because <laughs> like, now my mind is on this next thing, but I want Tom to hear this next <laughs> thing. So now I'm just sitting here. <laughs> <sighs> you really can't vamp. You can't I don't talk know. About anything? I'm getting tired. It's late. Yeah. It's yeah late. So I, I took my Clive notes. Barker art showed up. Everybody, we talked about that that it had been missing. I got it. It's framed. I almost bought another one, but then I didn't. The one that I wanted was a thousand dollars. I thought my ma, my wife might not be happy about that. I do that Freudian thing. You just heard how I was about to say my mom. <laughs> That happens pretty frequently where I reference my mom as my wife is the wrong one. It's not a good thing. I'm not particularly proud of that. Yeah. It's got to be a Freudian thing, right? I mean, as much as Freud is legit, which, yeah, probably I think, not as much. I but. think it's probably 5% some Freudian stuff maybe and 95% because to my kids, it's mom. Yeah. That's really what I think it comes down to. Yeah. Um. I looked at my notes for this movie. The only exciting note I had is, is Tom likes farts. Because at one point somebody farts in this movie and he laughed. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> farts. I have so many <laughs> less notes when the movies are good than when they're not. Yeah. Um, but also because these were like slow, methodical, indie kind of films. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that doesn't lend that itself doesn't lend to itself riffing. Well, yeah. Um, the, the 
moment that I thought of was uh, so the band member named Worm that actually killed the girl. Mm-hmm. He very much reminded me of an obscure character in which I do not know his name. Do you guys remember Son-in-Law? Yes. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when they go to get a tattoo and the guy is standing there and he's that Polly Shore is trying to convince his, the girl not to get a tattoo? It's like, look at these guys. The ink sinks in and then you just don't end up like this guy, right? And he's just standing there staring at him. He's like, yeah. You mean Flea? Oh, it is Flea, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flea. Flea from but the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This guy was like huge and stocky. And I'm not talking about like physically. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about the character like that this flea. This worm, the the worm guy had so no. So you're saying worms and fleas are, are the, same basically thing. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's I guess what I'm saying. I just, that blew my mind. That is flea. That's awesome. I've watched Son-in-Law <laughs> in the last two months. That's, uh, awesome. that's not something you should admit out loud. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I have I, I like, have a guilty pleasure with Polly Shore. That shit's funny to me. I'd like I like Polly Shore. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. It doesn't uh, make sense, but it's there. When I was a kid, uh, we'd go to the grocery store and like no rent movies. In the juice. <laughs> and I remember one summer, like I think my the all the neighbors were like on vacation or something, and so we went to the grocery store, which had like seven day rentals. And we rented jury duty, and I had nothing better to do than watch jury Ugh. duty like two or three times a day for seven straight days. <laughs> that sucks. I did that with Airheads once. Well, that's actually a good movie. <laughs> I think I prefer jury duty to Airheads. Oh, Airheads I don't know about that. Good. But yeah. uh, Airheads is good. Brendan Fraser, Michael Richards. Not about as good as Pip farting on Steve a snare Buscemi. drum. Steve Buscemi. Adam Sandler. Did you say that yet? I didn't. He's, he's Mike, very understated. You said, Michael Re- you said Michael Richards, though. Yeah. Chris yeah, Farley Michael is great in that. In a tiny role. Uh, Ernie I, Hudson is that cop. that uh, Chris Farley's boss cop. I have my picture taken with Ernie Hudson, the black Ghostbuster. Nice. You know, because he's black. I just learned that, uh, well, not learned, but remembered that Chris Farley died when he was 33, and now I'm 33. I mean, I'm not doing speedballs or anything, but yeah. it was it was definitely a sobering moment. I showed my son Chris Farley the Chippendales dance. Oh yeah, I right? just watched that sketch last week, and then I was like, "Ooh, I'm fatter than Chris Farley." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's depressing." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, oh, Barney, the 90s. Barney, no, 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 we've already made our decision. Um, yeah, what else you guys got for green room? Yeah, overall, pretty suspenseful. Pretty good movie. I mean, yeah, overall, I liked it quite a bit. Okay, Patrick Stewart gets hit and gets shot in the head, and then (sighs) still fires his gun because he's fucking Patrick Stewart. He's yeah, he misses, but he is (laughs) Professor X and Captain Picard. He did try. Lacutus of blood spurting out of an open wound (laughs) in his head, and he still got a shot off. Yeah, he's still like, fuck off. Squeeze one. Just mm. overall thoughts on Green Room. Uh, like I said, it's it's one of those one location kind of trapped in in their movies, and it's a really well done version of that. I think it could have used more Patrick Stewart, but I'm going to say that for all movies. Yeah. Yep. So overall, your what are your thoughts on Jeremy Soliner, the director? Fan. Yes. I I would watch more of his movies. Yeah. 
Definitely. Uh, you have officially sealed the deal that you're never getting a good movie again, Tom. I don't need one. Based off the performance that we just saw, because we <laughs> had no notes and couldn't riff on anything. I didn't ask you for good movies. <laughs> yes, did you I? did. I, I want the drunk. trashiest of trash whenever Tom's on. <laughs> just, I, we just, I just want to riff with him on the couch and then riff with him on my... <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week. I'm pretty sure that was a joke when I said that, so you took it way too personally. But next week, Justin. <laughs> All right. 30th anniversary edition. I warned you not to go out tonight. Maniac. Uh, it's a... It's just the bottom half of a guy, but he's got a fucking bulge in his crotch. Wow. That, that's an erection, for sure. But it's like, there's a nipple on it. There's <laughs> a nipple on his penis. There's I a nipple on it. <laughs> gotta see this, he says. Like, it's is that the no, reservoir he's just, tip? He's, yeah, he's just wearing a condom. Yeah, it's a reservoir <laughs> tip. Uh, uh, he's got, a, there's blood all over. He's got a knife. Yeah, and he's holding a head or a scalp. I can't tell which. Uh, looking at the back, no big help. So I'm gonna guess that this is like a, uh, like a on the street kind of slasher, before slasher movies. Okay. Good. Okay, you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This, this this is actually has a reversible cover, so it's got both. So you're actually gonna get. I'm gonna let you do both, so you can guess what you're doing, based on both covers here. Okay. This is also Maniac. Uh, Elijah Wood, Whoa. number one horror film of the year by bloodydisgusting.com. <laughs> Wait, Cannes Film Festival Midnight Screening 2012. What does that mean? They couldn't screen it till midnight. <laughs> Is the midnight screening a thing? All right. You didn't describe the thing. I'm, I was going to describe them both. Okay. <laughs> so on the one... We have Elijah Wood. Which is a, a much knife. shittier cover. Like yeah, Elijah Wood holding a knife in a broken mirror, and there's a lady screaming. Uh, Elijah that's what w- I would call the Walmart cover. Yeah. Like, Elijah Wood looks very uh, digital, and she looks very filmic. And so, like, the images don't really match together. There's a lot of mannequins and stuff on the back. Four stars, giddily gory. Thanks. Uh, but the actual cover, I'm going to call it the actual cover because it's much better, is a n- bloody naked mannequin with like a, a wedding veil. Is that supposed to be a wedding veil or is that like a tarp? I can't tell. But either way, it's it's much better. Uh, the mannequins yeah, boobs are, are better than a there's penis a lot of, There's with a lot a of nipple. mannequins around here. <laughs> yeah, this mannequin has nipples for some reason. <laughs> But uh, nothing downstairs. Barbie doll downstairs. Uh, yeah, there's mannequins. And Elijah Wood has a knife. So I'm going to assume it takes place in like a mannequin factory. He's like. Ch- Is this the sequel play? to Child's Play 2? A maniacin. I couldn't answer that question. Mannequin factory. Yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, it was a doll factory mm-hmm. it wasn't a doll factory let's be honest <laughs> it was it was, it was a, a factory it that, was a map painting yeah. let's be honest it was a map painting all right justin what else you got for us anything 
Patrick Stewart. I got a major malfunction. 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 I can't eat. I can't sleep. There's no need to be. I got a major malfunction. I got a major malfunction. Hey, what do you think you're doing to my song? I'm making it better. Got a major malfunction. Got a major malfunction. Got a major malfunction. Got a major malfunction. I got a major malfunction. I got a major malfunction I got a major malfunction oh, I got a major malfunction oh, I can't eat I can't sleep There's no need to be I got a major malfunction I got a major malfunction huh? What do you think you're doing to my song? I'm making it better. I got a major malfunction. 